Do you even internet fucking Scotland? Yes. Of the Console Ninjas podcast. I'm Jay Stokes. With me today, we have got Dell, Will, and Stu. Right, lads? Alright. All right. Everyone alright? Everyone had a good weekend? Alright, I'm a bit rough. Alright, but... stop talking now. That's enough. You've been jabbered on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, right, who's been playing some stuff? Who wants to talk about games and things? I think you should go first, Mr. Jace. You've, oh, you've, really? you've got your new addiction. After I have. All. I have a new addiction. I'm very excited. It's been a good weekend because on Friday, well, Thursday night, effectively, because I played it at uh, one minute past midnight on Friday when it came out. The lovely game I've been looking forward to since we played it at Eurogamer last year, Scream Ride, came out, and um, this game was made solely for me, not for anybody else in the world. Uh, it has absolutely zero story and absolutely 100% gameplay, which is right up my street, as we all know. And it is uh, wonderful, is the word I should use. A superlative of choice today it is wonderful. I've been putting lots and lots of hours into it. Um, I've already clocked up since Thursday. It's now Sunday. Uh, I've clocked up 26 hours, maybe, something like that. Uh, a lot of those hours have been spent uh, on Twitch as well. I've been streaming and having quite a bit of interest uh, on Twitch because people obviously want to see what the game is and how it works and stuff. So I've had lots of viewers on the Twitch, and it's all been quite a good weekend. Um, so uh, so actually, what is it? Man. What is it? What is it? Okay, what, what is, it? is it? It's a roller coaster game. Uh, where you make roller coasters and amusement rides, you destroy roller coasters and amusement rides, or you destroy buildings using them, um, and you ride roller coasters as well. Nice. What could be better than that? It's like going to the theme park, and you get to smash things up at the same time, and you don't need to get off the sofa. Am I right in thinking that you can actually fling people off roller coasters if you fling them about too quickly? Ridiculous distances. That's exactly one of the things you have to do. Um, so you've got the the game split into three different types of gameplay. So you have uh, screen rides where you're riding the coaster. Um, the coaster's got some flexibility. You're not just riding statically on rails. You can tip it up on two wheels. You can do jumps. You can do um, various things, pick up turbos. Um, so that's one aspect of it, which is really quite fun. I wasn't too enamoured in that uh, on the demo, but actually playing it properly in the game that bit is actually fantastic. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, it's really difficult um, as you get through the later levels and lots more gameplay elements get added to it. So that, that's quite good. Um, the second one is Demolition, where you've got uh, a level set up. It'll have buildings. It'll have um, lots of different things, targets and hoops to put balls through. And you, you get these little capsules with people in and you need to fling them around the level and um, score as many points as you can. Um, by knocking things down, that's pretty cool. Um, and also, the third one is the engineer part. So you have to either complete a coaster that's part built, or build a new roller coaster, and fulfil certain criteria. And 
score uh, the most points you can, and you just score points from the screens of the people that are on your coaster. Uh, lots and lots of extra little challenges. So each of the levels has got bonus challenges to go for, which I love in all games when you when you can push it that extra bit and, and go for certain challenges. Uh, I always love that. And yeah, I'm, I'm finding it really good. I've I've gone right to the end of the game on the demolition setting on the demolition modes. Uh, I've played right through to the last level on that and almost perfected all the levels on that one. So that hasn't taken me very long, but that's probably my favourite sort of mode because uh, I love like physics destruction things. I always have. Um, the other ones I'm, I'm battling through, and I'm trying not to progress to the next level until I've at least four or five starred one. So for each level, you've got five stars for your score, and then you have an extra star effectively for completing all the bonus challenges. So I'm, I'm trying to get as many stars as I can before I move on to try and give it a little bit of longevity. And uh, as of today, I've also started doing the leaderboard chasing. So uh, I love a bit of leaderboards, as we know. And now there's quite a few people on there. Uh, I've been picking certain tracks where I'm doing quite well and I've, and I've quite got it and uh, only this afternoon when I was talking to Will on the on the party I got to uh, fourth in the world on one of the tracks so I'm I'm pushing on with some of those. Nice. Yeah it's lots and lots of fun it's just ideal for me I, I could play it for a long time. There's so... only five people playing that track to be fair but <laughs> I think it's probably 17,000 but we won't talk about that. So do stars check your progress you need a certain amount of stars to progress to the next one or is it just as long as you fulfill one objective you can move on to the next level no you need to um each uh section of levels or each area is unlocked by uh, getting a certain number of commendations which is what the stars are called so you need to get the right number of stars to unlock the next level um i think i've unlocked all all the sections of all the different types now so it doesn't take long to unlock them but when you're trying to go uh for the leaderboard scores and trying to get all the bonus challenges that's where the meat of the game is really nice. and uh, the other thing which I haven't touched yet which is going to give it the longevity is the user created stuff so uh, people can create levels which can be played in, in all, all of the different modes um, I haven't gone on that yet I've been unlocking things from my sandbox so I can try and make some levels but I'm looking forward to uh, maybe doing some more streaming sessions where I look for the user content and try and set some times on there because um, each of the user tracks will have its own high scores as well, so there's lots to do on there, I think. Nice. Any more questions about it? Are we all happy? Have I, have I summed it up for you? Well, I'm, no. I'm, it sounds as if the best thing to do is just to make a really ridiculous roller coaster and see how far you can fling people or possibly make them vomit. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of that going on. Um, you have, when you when you got people on your coasters, you have uh, like a nausea rating, a thrill rating, and um, something else, and you 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 got to keep them in certain parameters. But sometimes it's just best to to throw as much <laughs> as you can at it and watch people go flying across the levels. There's a lot of swearing on that Twitch feed, isn't there, Chase? There might be a bit of swearing on the Twitch feed, but <laughs> between um... every single level. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you know what I'm like. When I've uh, got some, my, my mind on something, I'm trying to get something, then um, I get a little bit emotional. So I have to, uh, you know, uh, vent my frustrations in some direction. You, you were getting told off for it the other day, weren't you? <laughs> I was a little bit, yeah. That's pretty funny. So if you want a massively infused vocabulary of swear words to impress your friends with, then we know what channel to go to. Yeah, no, it's generally just shit that it says. <laughs> oh, I'm actually kind of disappointed. 
I'll uh, I'll try and expand my vocabulary then. I think yeah. um, I have tried to curb the swearing because obviously lots of people are watching it on Twitch, and I'd like to uh, keep as many of those going. And I'm aware that some people are younger than others, and some people might be offended. So I'm trying to curb it a bit. Yeah, um, I think... Trying to imagine them at my nan's house and stuff. You know, well, nobody swears I think we can speak for everybody when we say fuck that. <laughs> But yeah, um, if you're interested in Screamride and you don't want to buy it, you want to see what it's all about, um, twitch.tv slash Stokes, and uh, you'll probably be able to see me playing it sometime. Um, and as always, I, I always get it to tweet up for me when I load a broadcast anyway, so look out for that. Um, and that is me talked about Screamride, really. Anybody else? Well, I've not been playing Screamride. I do have it, but uh, I haven't been playing it yet. Doing it wrong. Instead, this weekend I've basically spent doing three different things. First one of which is playing Life is Strange, which is the game from the people that did Remember Me, and this time takes the form of a five-piece story-driven narrative title, a bit like the Telltale games. Except in this one you can rewind time, which is its big kind of selling piece. Now... It is a good story. It's an interesting story. I want to see where it goes. However, the people that wrote the game have obviously no idea what girls sound like. Especially teenage girls. Because all all the actual dialogue sounds a little bit like 1990s all over again. Because they all talk about things that are hella good. And things like that. And part of me goes, I'm pretty sure they don't speak like that anymore. When was the last time you were spending any time around teenage girls, Dale? Don't well, incriminate yourself too hard. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, this, there's a certain point where there's any dialogue in a game you sit down and you listen to and you go, sounds alright, it sounds relatively believable in context of what I'm playing. Whereas this one just doesn't quite ring true. But in saying that, the mechanic's good fun, being able to go and actually reverse your choices once you've done them to see what they play out with in either way. It's actually quite fun. And the overall story, which involves both a missing person and an impending disaster, are told well enough that I'm interested to see where it goes next. So, as I said, it's very Telltale-like. There's five episodes. First episode's out just now for the same sort of price. I think it's three or four pound. And, yeah, I'm interested. Definitely interested. And it's nice to see someone else trying to do a Telltale type game that isn't just another Telltale game, basically. Yeah, there's room in the market for uh, stories to be told like that, but um, maybe slightly differently from yeah. every Telltale thing being fairly much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it looks really quite nice. It's nice and it's bright, and it doesn't. It isn't one of those games that is. Oh, look, it's big and it's grey and it's imposing and it's a bit depressing. It's very nice and it's very bright and it's quite colourful and yeah, I like it. I'm definitely intrigued. Definitely want to see what's coming next. I think the second second episode is out sometime this month. Although, like all episodic, episodic things, they never actually tell you when. They just kind of tell you about a week in advance. Oh yeah, it's coming out now. So, okay. Um, so that was the first thing. Second thing, which isn't really a game, but I've been watching quite a lot of the Halo Championships that's going on at PAX East just now. Ah. Now, it's basically just watching people playing Halo, which sounds kind of dull, and for the most part it is. But when they cut to the common, when they cut to the actual four of the people in the team talking to each other, 
It's the most hilarious thing I've possibly ever heard in my life. Because I don't understand how any of them understand what they're saying because they just seem to be shouting at each other all the time. Very loudly, <laughs> slightly swearily, and they just keep shouting, over there, over there, fuck, over there, run around, run, what, that? And it's like, what? How do you understand what's going on? Is that not like every time we play anything in a party? <laughs> no, because we just... It's over here, it's over here. Where's here? Well, next to me. And to be fair, wherever we're in a party, mate, most of the time you're off somewhere else jumping about buildings, at which point it doesn't matter. These, these yeah, people are trying to true. be structured and organised and it just sounds like a bunch of, I don't know, some drunk people at a bar. It's hilarious. Um. It's probably, it'll be well over by the time that this goes out anyway, but if anyone else did see it, it's one of the most funniest things I've possibly ever heard for a very, especially when they're getting beaten. If you listen to the team that's getting beaten, they're both pissed off and confused, which is the best combination. What sort of team size is it? Is it four uh, and four? Four and four, and they basically have five rounds, best of three, and it rotates between King of the Hill, Slayer, and Bomb. So they agree that Capture the Flag is a bullshit game mode then, yeah? Um, no, they've got that as well. Oh, kind of, it's, 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 it wrong. The thing is, the funniest thing with Capture the Flag is all you see is you basically grab it and then you throw it and then you grab it and then you throw it and you grab it and then you throw it. Which I understand why they do it, but it makes it look as if it's some form of really hot implement that you can't hold for more than about two seconds. Oh! If <laughs> I don't want it, hold, chuck away! Um... But yeah, it's it's interesting to see how how much high level players, when they face off against each other, just look like everybody else, i.e., they die in about two seconds. It's great. <laughs> um, and the last thing I've been playing this weekend is Ollie Ollie Two. Welcome to Hollywood, which is the skateboarding follow up to, as you'd expect, Ollie Ollie, which I think released last year on PlayStation, then got released on PC, and is only now come to Xbox One this week, whereas the sequels come out on the PS4 and Vita as part of PS Plus. The basic aim is you've got a course that maybe lasts about 30 seconds. You've got a series of ramps and props that you can use to grind along, and you have to fulfill a certain amount of challenges within that uh, one single run-through in order to basically get five stars for a level. You don't have to get five stars to progress, but you tend to find the, well, certainly with me, my kind of inner demon kind of nips at you and says, go on. It's not that hard to yeah. get the one star. The good thing is that once you get, once you fulfill the requirements for a star, even if you don't finish a level or you crash out, it still ticks off as completed. So it's not nasty enough that you have to do it in a single run. You just have to make sure that you do it as part of the run. Whether that be your first run or your third run or your fifteenth run. As long as it's done, it gets ticked off. Now, I find this quite addictive. I liked the first one, but kind of stopped playing it because my, well, not my competitiveness, but my inner must get five stars before I progress began to wear me down a little bit. But Oli Oli 2 is a very good score based, trick based skateboarding game. Well, I would say is I, I had to go with this today because uh, I'm borrowing my mates, well, my cousin's PlayStation 4 and I don't know if it's because I'm hungover today but I'm, I'm really struggling with the controls not because the controls are bad I'm just, 
I keep getting the, you know the way you need to press X to land any sort of jump? Yes. Uh, and you need to press down to land on a rail. I yes. keep confusing which one's which and pre- try to press X to land on rails <laughs> and try to press down to land jumps and it's getting really frustrating but I, it's quite a tight wee game. Um, it's amazing how many buttons you have to use. I, I think I'm having to remember more button combos than in Skate. Really? No, think, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm having to use more buttons, definitely. Yeah. I think uh, the thing is, it's, it's definitely a game that you... If all you wanted to do was jump onto, a rail, jump onto a rail, grind on the rail, jump onto the next rail, grind on the rail, all you basically have to do is press down to go onto the rail, hold down and then let go of it to jump, and then you're going onto the other, etc, etc. So, the hardest bit is the tricks. The tricks do require certain precise movements of the stick. But to be honest, I stopped caring about that. I just kept flicking the stick around left and right and up and down whenever I jump onto the next rail and just see what happens. Yeah. Unless I, the challenges demand certain tricks, but... Yes, I know what you mean. which they can do, but at which point you just tr- concentrate on... You'd see which one it is in the menu, what the actual command is. And then I just tried to do that every single chance that I got. And eventually you, it'll work for you. Well, I was interested in Dill, and I never got a chance to try it. So I only played a few levels, but um, I see once you unlock the five stars in a level, you get some sort of extreme mode. Rad mode. Rad mode, what's that all about? It's basically a set of harder challenges. Oh, right, right, really all it is. It's just... Map, yeah. Set of it asks you. It asks more of your skill to complete the rad challenges than it does just to complete the normal ones. Normally, that tends to be specifically specific kind of tricks, or a higher score target to hit, or make no mistakes on landing, things like that. Right. I'll, I'll I'll give that a wee bash. Unfortunately, I won't be able to play it for long. But what I would say is, if you do like it. And as I said, the original Oli Oli is on the Xbox One just now. I think it's got a temporary 10% price cut as well, so it's only about £6.50. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's a really, really good game. You'll hang about getting it anyway, wouldn't you, Jess? Well, I've got the uh, original one on Steam, and I've, I've only put a couple of hours into it, and not I didn't really click with the controls just yet, but uh, I'm certainly looking to... Uh, do a bit of that on the Xbox One, but uh, there's so much mm. going around, and you've got to talk about another game with uh, challenges and that shortly, aren't you? So there's there's a lot around for me to play at the moment. What so, I would say so. is that I think the sticks on the Xbox One controller will help immensely because they're yeah. a lot more precise than either the 360 or the PS4 is an arguable one. I just prefer the sticks of the Xbox One to the PS4s, so I think I'll have more success pulling off tricks with those sticks than I would do. Pulling tricks, Jim. Yeah. Pulling tricks. Turning tricks. Right. I'll um, I'll give it a go on the Steam actually with my third-party Mad Cuts controller because that's uh, got nice mm. sticks. So maybe I'll see what how that works. I've only done it with um, keyboard or something at the moment, which is never good. No, no. So who's next? Go on, well. Go on, well. All right. Well, um, first I'd like to mention uh, I got. Uh, my next game through this week, which was Evolve. Uh, I think I've had it for about... In fact, I said this week, I think I've had it for about seven days now. And I've played about three that's matches That's a week, Will. Aye. aye. That's a week. <laughs> but, uh, aye. I've played about three, four matches on it. 
and I'm deciding that Evolve is terrible with randoms. Uh, there's not really much else to talk about in Evolve anyway, because it turns out that all the stuff that was eventually in the beta by the time we had the beta, by the time we got the uh, campaign kind of mode in it, uh, there's nothing new in the actual game. So, in place of playing Evolve, I have been playing Rayman Legends, which we got for free on Games for Gold this month. And I, considering the fact that I slated Rayman before we got this game, I really love it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's a incredibly fun wee platform. I still think Rayman's an absolute wee weirdo, uh, but fortunately I don't need to play the game as Rayman. Um, I, I finally got to play one of your musical levels that you were telling me about the other day, Del. Oh, they're uh, brilliant. They're so aye, good. It's, it's like the game becomes part platform or part rhythm action. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the only thing I was disappointed with was with the music levels. I thought that the things that you were doing was going to be making the music, but it's just that the music and the levels themed to doing it at the, in, at the right timing kind of thing. Isn't that but the same thing, though? No, because if you're lagging behind on the level, like the, you know, you get the little cymbal crashes when you're stomping an enemy's head, and you get like the violin lin strings when you're going down uh, like yeah. a sliding rope or something. If you're lagging a bit behind on the level, those are happening before you hit the things, which kind of ruins the illusion a bit. But uh, I, I found it really fun. Uh, the biggest thing that I'm really enjoying about this is the challenge modes. And it was because of Mr. Cullen, who had practically begged us all to come on and set some challenges so you could beat them for an achievement. Uh, I came on and got involved. And the idea is you get a couple of weekly challenges on it uh, to do, obviously, once a week to play through, get the high score. And every day there are two daily challenges to play. And, and it generally seems, it looks like it's just the, the like it's taken for actual levels in the game where they've just taken out some of the spikes, added in loads of other spikes, put in collectibles for you to pick up, and it's really fun. I've been doing a lot to try and get my way up the leaderboard there, and me and, Jay, me, me and Stu even have been furiously attacking each other on there, haven't we, mate? Um, furiously. Furiously. Uh, uh, by tangent. Uh, yeah, the the challenges are are really good. Once you actually like, I've had the game since launch, so I've not really played it with many people because nobody had it. Hence why it's free. Um, but now it's free, it's like you're starting to see that the whole leaderboard thing comes into its own. You know what I mean? Because I think that's what the last three or four days we've been chatting away each other, uh, back and forth on it, haven't we? So it definitely adds uh, longevity to the game. Um, and it's a case of everybody who's got an Xbox owns this Rayman technically now, you know what I mean? So, everybody should be playing it, you know? Um, and even if it's just a case of to put in a wee bit of time to get the unlock so you can do two daily challenges, I think it's what it's level three you were saying, level four. Um, uh, awesomeness. Sure. It's, you, you need to put in a, a wee bit and then you get two and then it gives you two options to play daily. Um, and you always end up walking away with something, don't you? You never walk away empty-handed when you're playing it, you know, you always get a, no. a, a few looms, which are always handy for on a lot well, of things. Well, I, I, I put two, there's a 700, um, what do you call the wee guys you need to collect in the game, teenies? Mm. Um, there's 700 teenies to collect in the mm. game, and I've played two sessions, and I've got 140, so I'm kind of aiming for that every time I play it, to get another 10% of them every time I go through it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not being disappointed so far. I'm aware that that will become a bit more difficult towards the end. But 
Uh, the other thing that I'm noticing is, and it's it's not like me at all, but I'm enjoying these um, high school challenges so much that I'm actually finding myself gaming it a wee bit. So, like, recently, in order to beat Stu in one of these times, I've learned about while you're holding the, the run button, if you press the attack button, it gives you a wee boost forward. And if you keep spamming the attack button, it makes you run faster. Uh, but I also use that in one of the levels where if you if you do run, attack, and then jump as you come out the animation, you get like a, a wee boosted jump, and I've used that a few times, and it's no like me to do that, but I think it says a lot about the how, how tight the controls are in the game. Do you know what I mean? Because in these challenges, what I'm finding is, whenever I'm no making it, I can see exactly where I'm making the mistakes. There's nothing like, it never feels unfair. Do you know what I mean? But, I, I will say... From a purely having played it on the Wii U when that version initially came out. In regards to the single player stuff though, I would suggest that the Wii U version is a more interesting version. If only because of all the actual touchscreen functionality that the lev- some of the levels do have. That's kind of been jimmied for the Xbox, PS4 versions, etc. Um, I, I think it basically kind of boils down to you just pressing the B button. Does the PS4 one not use the touchpad, though, Del? I don't think so. I think I was reading about it, that it does. It might do. Some of that stuff. It might do. Mm. I mean, if it does, it's, it's an, it is an option. But it was, the Wii U version was... It was what the game was built for, to be fair. And they just realised that it wouldn't actually sell hardly any copies on the Wii U. So they ported it. And then sold hardly any copies on the other consoles either. Correct. And gave it away. I um unfortunately I can't play it on the Wii U though, so uh, it's kind of moot. But I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind pressing the spam. I think that, that was roughly that. translated as a I can't do it, so fuck you. Fuck off, Dill. <laughs> but um, I I'm I'm not finding any problems with pressing the B buttons. If anything, it's more precise and happens a lot quicker. I uh, well, well, but the. Does it just mean that you're on autopilot, though? Do you have to do anything more than just press a button, as opposed to, you know? Aye, but some of them, especially the speedrun the other day, one of the challenges was a speedrun, and it involved using the wee fairy character to move the things about. And I couldn't even imagine if I had to do that on a a touchpad. It's possible. I finished the game on the Wii U, so it's definitely definitely more than possible. I think it's a wee bit different uh, with these challenges, though, because... It's a proper speedrun, it's like you have to get through the thing in 30 seconds and yeah. stuff like that. It might, it uh, might be different for the challenges. I never tried the challenges on the Wii U version because it wasn't exactly ripe with lots of players. Aye. I'm just saying it works. Do you know what I mean? It might mm. not be the ideal way to do it, but it works. I'm, I'm not suggesting that one's any more ideal than the other. I'm just thinking that one may be more interesting. But um, I'm, like, I'm even liking the, single, the actual single player game. Um, I'm quite impressed with the fact that it's got Rayman Oranges in there as well. That's that's quite a good thing, and yeah, that's Rayman. I'm enjoying it. Stu, what are you playing, mate? Uh, I have been playing most generic named title ever of a game ever to be named. Um, Zombie Army Trilogy. No, sadly, no. Zombie Army Trilogy, which is a mod, or it started off life as a mod for Sniper Elite Two, um, and they brought out two mods. And then they've redone a new one for Sniper Elite 3. 
and these were on the PC, and then they decided to port them all as one big glorious package to the Xbox and the PlayStation and so forth. Um, it's plays a lot like Sniper Elite, if that makes sense. If you've played Sniper Elite, but it's a bit kind of weird playing it because the mechanics of Sniper Elite don't quite handle well and up close zombie attacks, if that makes sense to you. Can I just ask, is this the one that you get to shoot Hitler in the singular bollock? That Hitler is in it, but I'm not at that stage yet. So okay. Is that a zombie Hitler I've seen in the trailer? Yes, yes. Um, the whole third part of the game is the new part, and that's the whole part based on Hitler. It's all based on Hitler, <laughs> but I think that's specifically based on you finding Hitler. Um, the first part is you escaping Berwin alive. The second part is you going back to Berwin to find a very Indiana Jones style artifact. And then I've not got to the third part yet. Wait, but, wait, um, wait. Looks... I have to ask, why the fuck does he go back to Berlin? If he escapes from Berlin, it's a bit harsh for somebody to try to him and say, could you just go back and get something for that's me? That's what they do. That's that's what they do. They're like, <laughs> I we're know not you gonna come and get you out. with your life, but if there's any chance you could just nip back in there, I think you forgot something. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like, yeah, you would need you to go back in and do us a favour. And the guy's like, right, okay. So <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of halfway through the second game. In the series, in the Most. series, I'm half free through the second one, which is finding this artifact. Um, and the last level I did was in Hitler's bunker, which was interesting in a kind of weird way. So, um, so is it just basically exactly like you do in Sniper Elite, in that you wander about a bit, you line up ahead, you shoot it, it goes into slow motion, things explode, move on. Kinda, kinda, but more, if that makes sense. So in Sniper Elite, you'll need to sit and watch troop movement and they'll be alerted and blah, blah, blah. In this, it's like, you can throw a grenade and kill like 18, 19 guys with one grenade. You know what I mean? And there's just like special classes. There's like a summoner who summons loads of them, but you can only kill him with headshots. So you need to shoot him. And if you shoot him, it stops him summoning them for the grunt and stuff. Um, and then there's like heavy units with machine guns, which is always entertaining because how do zombies know how to use the machine guns? Who knows? Um, and there's like a big, there's one that kind of throws flame, but turns normal zombies onto fire, which is quite entertaining. How many zombies but, um, have you shot in the head in one go? Six. Nice. But there's an achievement, I think, for eight. Not 100% in that, but I think there's an achievement for eight. I've done six. Um, and it's not just the, well, it does the whole, you can shoot their air math, and they'll still keep coming, and you can blow them up, and they'll start crawling and stuff, so it does the whole, kind of Walking Dead thing. Um, the quite interesting stuff is, the kind of random stuff is, you know how the whole X-ray vision, well, obviously they've got the animation for the skeletons and stuff, so in this there's actual just random skeletons that attack you. So you'll be shooting zombies, but then there'll be like actual skeletons coming. So that's, that's quite a funny enemy to fight. Um, it's alright for length and stuff, you know I mean? You get five, five chapters per game, uh, everything's co-op, or single player, though co-op's probably the way to play it, if I'm honest. And then there's Horde, which is quite hard. I played Horde once, and it's a case of, I was fighting enemies for Chapter 3, I think, which I've not fought before, so I don't really know how to fight them, if that makes sense. Um, but on the whole, it's, it's, it's an enjoyable kind of... <sighs> Should it have been DLC? Yes. Does it deserve a standalone title? Mm, uh, it's, it is what it is, you know what I mean? There's a hole in the market for zombies, and I know exo-zombies and CODs 
kind of looking quite good, but nobody plays that. You know, I mean, nobody I know is Goat Cod or plants the play Exo Zombies. So it's it's a very much a case of this is a, a good substitute because you're back to shooting Nazi zombies, you know. It's just always fun, even though the game's called Zombie Army and nothing to do with Nazis, but it's all Nazis inside it. And that wasn't it, so. Definitely want to, want to buy. Does it, does it keep all the janky physics glitches that were happening in, the yeah. Sniper Elites? Cause that's, that's the thing that I like about Sniper Elite is the janky physics things. Yep. It's pretty patchy at best and there's many a glitch in it. My favourite glitch so far was I was reloading my gun and something happened and my character's gun was shoot, aiming to the left so I couldn't actually shoot straight. He just kept shooting up in the air. Which was but of course, as really, we know, for really everyone else, it probably works perfectly well with not a glitch in sight. It's probably only for you. I was going like, to say, this, this, is, this could be a Cullen special glitch as opposed to an actual glitch. No, no. A lot of reviews are saying that this game's needing a patch or free um, to, to, to fix itself. But... um. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a good enough game. You know, I mean, it's a good fun no-brainer. It'll maybe be free at some point. Thanks, mm. yeah. Because yeah. I know Sniper Elite was free on the Xbox. No, so I don't think it was. Sniper Elite Two was free. Or it was, was, was Sniper Elite Two on the on the yeah. 360 mm-hmm. version. Yeah, so Sniper Elite Three probably will go free. I'd say, and then this might go free further down the line. Who knows, eh? Well, we'll find out when we Set down the line. Again. <laughs> so, um, that's everything you've been playing, Stu? Have you got nothing else to uh, yabber on about? Um, the only other thing was I was at the Motion Picture Theatre um, and I got to watch Chappie, which is an absolutely delightful, fantastic movie. Whose Chappie were you looking at? <laughs> a cheeky Chappie. Um, yeah, the new film from that South African guy who I'm not going to say his name because I'll end up butchering it. What, Neil Blomkamp? Yeah. Okay. Bon- Bonkamp. 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 No, not Bonkamp. Blonk. <laughs> Blonkamp. See, I said, I wasn't going to say it because I butchered it. But, um, yeah, it's a guy in the middle, you see him, District 9 stuff. Um, it's kind of like if they made Short Circuit for adults. Kind of. Um, Sounds like a completely different kind of film. It's it's quite a heartwarming tale wrapped inside the Elysium District 9 mould, if you know what I mean. So it's very visual violence and stuff, um, and it's really good. Um, Hugh Jackman's in it, uh, Sigourney Reaver's in it as well, which is quite interesting, obviously, with his connections to Alien and her, being, obviously. Um, though she looks really old in this, so I don't know. She's really old, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like... That's damning with- Damning with faint praise, she looks like a bit of an old bint in this one. <laughs> well, she, it's, it's, well, if she, if what's to believe about how they're going to redo Alien, this Alien project is working on well, I don't see how they're going to do it, but that's for another thing. But um, yeah, it, I really enjoyed it, it was brilliant. Um, it was, if you like his stuff, you'll like this. If you don't like it, you'll, you'll not like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant okay. it's really, really as I said when I walked at the pictures it's my favourite film this year I do and I know we're all as, as a side point I always think that should be on any movie poster which is <laughs> if you like stuff by this person you'll like this you'll film like if you didn't like this person you wouldn't like it yeah that's true but usually I like it I'm assuming you know what I mean it's, it's, it's got some quotable lines and stuff in it and obviously we're not going to spoil territory and stuff so um could there be a sequel? Who knows? Um. <laughs> <laughs> and the award for pointless phrase of the entire podcast goes to Stu. Could there be a sequel? Who knows? <laughs> well, I could talk about it, but I can't. Maybe it's um, right, maybe it's me. 
But um, yeah, it's brilliant. Good film. Go and watch it. Chappy gets five chappies out of chappies. <laughs> gets, no, actually, actually gets five charlies out of chappies. So, someone, some, someone make it stop. What are you fucking on Someone about? make it stop. You arbitrary <laughs> shit. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Mm. So anybody, anybody not got arbitrary shit to talk about? <laughs> Five chappies in chart. What charts? The rating system. Don't, 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 don't. Let's move on. Something, anything. Right, okay. Please, let's. Right, I think that's Stu's done what he's talking about. What games yeah. he's played and stuff. Yeah, that's me playing um, zombie and talking um, to chappy. I, I was talking during the week, and I've got a wee thing that's been grinding my gears. Right, uh, it's no the biggest issue in the world, and I don't hold it against the people that do it, but. We've been getting a lot of um, indie games, maybe not all of them are indie games actually, but a lot of these games on were Xbox Ones and presumably other consoles as well, where they have great multiplayer modes on them, but only if you have a second controller and a second person to play them alongside. Oh, this yeah. is massive, my best. Get this started, uh, I can rant on this one. So, <laughs> right, so, so I know um, there's, there's IDAR. Right, do you want me to give the, the list? Yeah, just look at the yeah I'm intrigued by the list. Right. So, we've got Guacamelee. Perfect for multiplayer, but can't play it with, with you, can't play it with Jace. Can only play it if someone's sitting on the couch and no one I know is going to want to sit and play Guacamelee with me. Uh, iDarb, as you mentioned, has a wonderful multiplayer on it, but you can only play it one versus one online, even though it's a four versus four game. You have to have all the people in the same room as you for your team. Uh, moving on, we have... Now, what have we got? Chariot. Alright, Chariot. Chariot's the biggest example. I really want to play Chariot. Chariot's not the biggest example, but carry on. <laughs> oh, is it not? Right, okay. No. Well, for me, Chariot's the biggest example. I would really like to be able to play Chariot with someone. Um, again, the people who come round to my house to, that that will play games with me generally want to play a game of FIFA. Maybe they'll play the odd something else, but there's nobody I know that's going to be willing to sit there and pray to play chariot with me, plus I only have one controller anyway um, if you want there's also, on my list there's uh, Never Alone which me and Jace played at Eurogamer last year and I absolutely loved the game and I just I could get it and play it by myself but I feel as if you're going to be missing a large uh, kind of, the big selling point about that game which is the, the co-op uh, working together stuff and if you want to push it, you've got Rayman Legends has its wee football mode in it that I can't invite a friend to play with me. I have to play that with two two controllers. And the other one that I mentioned, and this is a bit of a vague one because it does have multiplayer in it, is Halo Spartan Assault. Uh, every single Halo game, including Halo Wars up to this point, has had co-op to play the story. But Halo Spartan Assault only has five multiplayer maps, which are I don't know how you felt about it, Jace, but I thought they were absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's not the best, mate. Um, is... I, I wasn't impressed, really. It could have been a lot better if we were doing right. something with some sort of aim. Now, I appreciate a lot of these games that I've mentioned have been free games for a start, right? And Hang on, before, that... you, before, you start, before you start ranting further, let me add one to your list. All right, right. The one that really gets me in this category, uh, which is absolutely made for multiplayer, and... Um, should well when I say what it is, it's the power play golf thing, the uh, everybody's golf clone, which was only made, I believe, to um, counter everybody's golf being Sony only, 
and there's no multiplayer on there. Um, what is the actual point? Because mm. Empress Golf is one of the best multiplayer, I mean, laughing games you can do. Yeah. And uh, no, it's not got any multiplayer at all, and it's a load of old shot. You can play against other people's characters and their their shots, but you can't actually play a game with people, which is just so short-sighted. It's bullshit. Anyway, continue. No, well, I appreciate that a lot of these games were free. Not all of them, but also that the, a lot of them come from small indie devs and they've got other things in their mind, but a lot of these games are, are almost rendered useless in single player. Maybe not something like Guacamelee, but certainly something like IDUB, do you know what I mean, is, is absolutely useless without having the, the proper online multiplayer elements to it. And again, I don't want to get at the studios too much, but no chance we could fix that. Well, I don't blame the studios. I blame Microsoft because Microsoft should be pushing these studios to leverage their system that we're all paying loads of money for to um, give us multiplayer gaming. That's what we're paying for Xbox Live for. And um, Xbox should be should be encouraging them to leverage what's what's in place. And saying that though, I wanted to bet they probably did encourage them, but you, there becomes a point that if the studios think you're being dictated to, they see that as a bad thing and are less likely to want to develop for you. It's a, it's a fine we, line. How, who, what, what studio is going to say, oh, this is going to make our game more, putting multiplayer in is going to make our game more appealing, it's going to make our game have a wider selling base, potentially, if it works nicely online. Well, I'm, Who's going to say no well, to no, that? I'm pretty and, sure that both iDarb and the one that, another one that was quite, was kind of highlighted for, which was Terrorfall, I think, both of those studios were steadfast, I believe, in saying that they wanted it to be a local co-op experience only and had that as one of their almost in a way mission statements I can get that but the golf one is made by Microsoft Studios no I mean that's fair enough I'm definitely not saying in every situation but I'm just putting a caveat and if you look as if you dictate too much to a studio they're less inclined to want to develop for you and from what I've been watching uh, Stu and Andy playing Chariot on Twitch a few weeks ago (laughs) I've decided that that game looks like one of the best things ever in co-op, but in single player it's it's boring by yourself. And I just think, what's happening there? Why, why is this a thing? Why have I got so many of these multiplayer games and I can't get playing them with my mates? Because you got no friends! <laughs> you got no friends. <laughs> but for years, that's the way the consoles have been going into it. They've been and I, I can appreciate that there is split screen in it. Or oh, no split screen, but you know what I mean? Same console co-op. A lot of those years as well, though, how many times, certainly I have heard on a good number of times, people saying, oh, I really want something that's got local co-op in it. I was going to say this. That's the thing. There's, we've had a huge amount of, in effect, backlash of saying, well, where's the local co-op gone? Where's all my split screen gone? Where's my reservated established games, that's all right. But if you take something like Chariot, Chariot really with the ID Xbox games, Really would be, but I dub, fair enough, right? It's I a two teams of four, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's not like Chariot, it's mere centric to the gameplay, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because when you have two people, the game mechanics totally change, the total balance of how you play changes, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, in either, you can, you can argue, fair enough, it's two teams, it's a two teams playing each other. Two player co-op, mm. 
the fact that you can't bolster your team with online folks, maybe a bit, but I do think certain ones need it. Um, and Guacamole is kind of one I wouldn't say needs it, but it would be bolstering now, admittedly, as well. I would say that the thing about Guacamole is that it's coming from a place where it never had it in the original base release. And I think they've just added it as something nice, but haven't added it into a, in the sense of we see it as a central thing to the game. Um, and for most of the games, I mean, if we're going to look at it, kind of me being a bit of a devil's advocate for a second, of all the games that we've listed, for once, go on. of all the games that we've listed, the only ones that you'd say probably definitively need it would be Chariot, Idarb, and probably Towerfall Ascension, and the golf, and the golf. game that Jace mentioned. Power Star Golf, I think it is. The rest of them can be played in single player and completed in single player without too much of a difference from what I understand. If the same, I would if, argue that Never Alone um, if played single player would be incredibly boring. And that most of the I get the impression that it's an incredibly boring game anyway. You play it because of this, what you learn through the, the cutscenes that come through it. Well, f- from what I got through playing it at uh, Eurogamer, what I got through it was the actually putting your heads together and having to coordinate to do the challenges. If I had just done that myself and there was an AI character controlling the other the other person there, I, I just I don't think it would have had anywhere near as much charm. Mm, I, I don't. Going from what people have said about it, as I said I've I've not played it. Most of what has been discussed about that game seems to be along the lines of. It's a very touching game because of the message it tries to portray, whether that you play it with another player or not. I am with that as well, because the whole history of that is an Inuit village chose to make a game about their history to embody it. So I think the underlying tone in that game is because it's made by Inuits and it was their choice to embrace their culture to a wider spectrum. I think that overrides everything there, if you know what I mean. Cause and Inuits have only but, got the same internet connection as Stu. But there's still multiplayer in it. There is, but so. I'm just saying that it's if you play it single player, I don't know how much you would realistically suffer. Uh, from it's, it's designed to be played in the same igloo, mate, it's fine. <laughs> so I, so do you plug it in in the igloo? I'm just saying, in regards to... If you're in regards to the games, the, the games that are multiplayer only, like IDARB, for example, that are saying you have to be in the same room. Yes, I think there is a discussion there as to is it drastically limiting the scope of that game's player base? We're just all anti-social. That's what it is. It's like we don't talk in the real world anymore. And we're miles apart. Exactly, and that's the Aye, case. So why not I mean, let us have games we want to play online? And this is the thing, but the, the games companies and all that they've they've kind of created that environment by taking the aiming it more towards the online and taking it from more and more games. Than oh, good co-op. A good example for website it's the Lego games, isn't it? Lego games. I think there's only been a handful of them that have been online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think about it, it's like I know Marvel's was that online. Can't remember. But I played through Marvel and two, couch player co-op, and it was a case of if it was online, I probably would have found randos and ran through it with randos. And see the, you know what I mean? And it's, it's very much a case rando of Rando Calrissian off of Star Wars. <laughs> yep, kind of be a bit of Rando. And, uh, it's a case of, they've had couch forever, but there's no, their online stuff's dead patchy, I, I think. I think, though, I think the reason for that being is, is that it's a proper kids game, and uh, you could have 
I mean, should kids be that that game's aimed for really be on the internet playing with strangers anyway? They do it in Call of Duty. Ah, that, uh, I know they do, but they shouldn't be. In but then that's a different tale of issue. The supervisors like Aye. watching them and stuff. You but know should if a, if a company's bringing out a game that's specifically for you know the kind of maybe five to so is that like Chariot then? Because Chariot's quite a kidsy game. Well, it's not really topic wise, but it's a kind of kidsy looking game, isn't it? You know, it has I mean, an art the style that the female snow kids based obviously because you feel about the dead body of your father, but um, but I think I would what I'd I would ask though, mate, is <laughs> when you were playing it with um, yeah, someone's me. Um, was the actual <laughs> the actual mechanics too complicated for kids to possibly pick yes, up? Yes, yes, trust me. Wally watched us and Wally says like Jay swore trust me Jay ain't got shit on me and Andy when we were <laughs> on playing this man we were oh it was so bad it was cringy it was like I gave up I think we did three levels and I was ready to cry and we just binned it because best uh, Twitch not, stream upstream ever by the way because uh, all you heard was do more about how much you didn't want to be playing the game <laughs> that's really going to put people on oh it was but, so bad it's such a bad game man it's so that it's the just, screaming kid in the background Aye, well, that's, that's always a bonus. And, I do think that your point is kind of right in the sense of it It should kind of, probably should offer some kind right, of online playing, option. But oh, an example right now, we're playing Tomb Raider, right? Could you imagine Tomb Raider being offline? Yes. Before, so only multiplayer was offline, you, you couldn't play online with your friends? Yes. Uh, do you know feel that would I, take I, I would a lot away from you? No, I was gonna, I was gonna say. Do you know feel that would uh, that would? No, considering the amount of times that either you drop bloody lines or bomb me to shit. You actually have no. three physical friends in the real world. <laughs> That's my question. I've got like one, two a push. If I can try, so ain't no way I'm gonna get four for a fucking team. You know what I mean? And um, the, what you were saying about uh, Stu bombing you to shit, me setting up a wire for you to walk across and letting you fall deliberately. <laughs> that's part of the fun of playing with people and it is probably but if you didn't have the funny instances I probably wouldn't enjoy it either because it's oh, a that's the thing, cause we, game because when, when I started using the grenade launcher on it was funny because it was just me being a tube whereas <laughs> that's the kind of crouch co-op mentality but you know I mean we didn't play it straight face poor face just like right let's get through this let's get it done no we just whip out a grenade launcher and just well, started shooting each other put it this way because we could the first Lara Croft game that came out which was the golden what was it golden something Compass, Golden Compass, oh, yeah. uh, whatever it was. Snitch. I played through that single Switch. player without any problem at all, and quite enjoyed it. Before I played through it again with Will. But the thing is, between that and this one, I feel they've upped the cooperative in it. It's like the puzzle, like what you were saying last week about how the puzzles feel like the more bodies, the better. It's you kind of feel that way in this one, whereas the first one wasn't it wasn't so much the because it was only ever two player as well actually. I definitely think it's. Puzzles feel I would say it's definitely copy. more enjoyable than multiplayer, but I would never say that it isn't definitive. It, isn't, it wouldn't be fun in just single player. Uh, for me personally, I don't think I would like it or even buy it uh, for single player. It's no the best game in the world, to be honest with you, and it's made exponentially better by playing it with you guys. And I think a lot of the times co-op can make. I cannot, I'm not going to say a bad game because it's not a bad game, but it can definitely make a mediocre game really good. Well, I make a point. Co-op's a major. Like right now, right theoretically, we always get evolved. You've got evolved. 
if I was to get evolved, which is not going to happen, but if I was to get evolved, I bet you we would have, this podcast would have been like, oh, evolve is amazing, we're having a great time, it's all a laugh, it's a joke. Aye, fair dues to that, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's the power balance. It's the fact that if you've got people when you're enjoying a game, you'll be like, oh, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Whereas Willie's seen the cold light of day and he's like, oh, it's really shite. It's the people you play with that make the game because it's the intricate moments for match to match that really are the highlight. And it's not so much the fact that you're playing with randos. It's the fact you're just kind of like, you've not got that camaraderie between people, you know? And I did say at the start of this conversation that I'm not putting too much onus on these developers because I know a lot of them come from small devs and stuff and it's not the biggest gripe in the world but, but it's a bit of a frustration. But as I was saying you but as well, I think if it's an ID Xbox game there should be a support network from Xbox to supply the online side. Like but if they, these guys go right, but they kind we've of made do. this game. The API is all there. It's just where they can want to take advantage of the model. Nah. Well, it's a good point, mate. It's it's a valid point, and uh, you know we've got our views on it. But that's what we do. We discuss things. Um, I just want to play multiplayer golf and beat all you fuckers. Really, um, is it too much to ask? Yes. Oh, even card. even actually thinking about it, even that other golf game that we got, the realistic golf game, that's the same. That only has um, local multiplayer. It doesn't have online. That? And that was directly from Microsoft. Pro, the um, Pro Golf, Pro Golf no. whatever it's called. You mean the one that was released that had the jet, the procedural courses? Yeah. No, that was that's free. a third party game. That's not a Microsoft. Oh, is it third, third party? party? Oh well. But anyway, whatever it is, that's another one. So stick that on your list. Um, so have we put that one to bed. Do you think? Are we all done with that? Well, we've we'll, we'll put across what we think about it. Um, maybe people are listening. Have something else to say on the matter. Do you have real friends? Them. Yeah, <laughs> chip in, chip in, people. Tell us what. Tell us if we've missed any that are, that are fairly obvious that are, that should have had uh, online multiplayer, um, or tell us that Will's talking out of his ass, which has um, been known from time to time. Uh, yeah. So, um, if that's all, lads, um, I'll do the wrap it up. Here. Is that right? Oh, all right. Okay. Go on then. Yep. Fair enough. So, if you do, doesn't usually ask us for permission. That was not been easy, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be pragmatic. I'm learning from Dell. Um, but yes, if you do have any views on the, the conversation we had about online multiplayer, if you have any views on what we've said about our games, or anything else you want to tell us about, you know where to find us by now, if you've been listening for a while. If not, you can find us on the Twitter at console underscore ninjas. You can email us, console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. Um, make sure you subscribe to our Twitches, those of us who do Twitch. Um, there's me, twitch.tv slash Stokes. There's Dell, twitch.tv slash Del Free K. Um, Stu, I imagine you're Fury AC Free. Underscore at the end, yes. Oh, God. It's my brother registered the account before me and didn't tell me, so it's Fury AC Free. Uh, we'll be underscore at the end. Right. Well, ignore that then. Stu doesn't exist on there. <laughs> and with his internet, you probably can't see it. I've been banned for swearing at Chariot. Don't worry, I've been banned for the swearing. Alright, well fair enough. Um but yeah, get involved in the Twitch things and that I'll be doing more Scream Ride and um when some more games come out we'll probably be doing those yes. as well. Uh thanks for listening everybody, lads. Uh I'll catch up with you next time. Take care. Alright. Thanks a lot, mate. Catch you.